plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, hello, Power Partners, and welcome to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have another Wednesdays with writers continuing today in segment two. Our guest will be Patty Jager. Her newest novel is called Fox Goes Hunting, and it's set in Iceland, which is kind of very interesting, and of course, it features her Oregon State Trooper Gabriel Hawk discovering the body of a young man who he's uh, who has volunteered to be tracked in a boiling mud pool. And since I was just recently in Iceland, it was very interesting because I kept seeing all these different locations that she talked about. So that's coming up in segment two. And having sheltered at home for many months, people have found a lot of solace in purging and decluttering and organizing. But where do you dispose of all that unwanted stuff, whether it's valuable or whether it's junk during a pandemic? So we're going to look into efficient ways to do that in um, in segment three for you. And uh, I have a couple of really fun announcements, but first let me give you the Miracle Moment, which is brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity. Visit the website bethestarur.org, bethestarur.org. And this is by Wayne Dyer. Motivation is what happens when you take hold of an idea. Inspiration is what happens when an idea takes hold of you. So let's hope that you get an idea that takes hold of you. So my first announcement I want to give you for today is what's called the Hope Challenge, Helping Our Passions Emerge. And this is a free entrepreneurship competition for middle school students. And Be The Star You Are is just collaborating with some schools to provide this opportunity for students to learn entrepreneurism and uh, let their ideas come to life. What it is, is they're going to develop a solution that seeks to solve an arising problem that this new pandemic of COVID-19 has created. So they uh, students will create a one to three minute elevator pitch in video and send it in and they can win awards from $25 to $200 and there's no fee or anything. So for more information, visit thehopechallenge.org. And I thought that this is fun because kids aren't in school and this might be fun for them to just use their phones and make a quick video. So go to thehopechallenge.org. And then I have some good news for um, for us, and I was really excited about this. I had applied, oh, about two months ago for the first grant ever that I've ever personally done to the California Humanities and the National Endowment for the Humanities, and uh, was just awarded a small grant to continue uh, doing the booking these authors, musicians, artists, actors, creatives, um, uh, on Express Yourself and Star Style Radio. So I hope that you'll continue listening. Our stellar uh, lineup is happening every week. So uh, for Wednesdays, it's um, Wednesdays with Writers here on Star Style from 4 to 5 p.m. And on Sundays at 3 p.m., it's Express Yourself, and we're calling it Super Smart Sundays. And we have a really interesting people lined up for the next few months. And all of these people have been out of work because their personal appearances, you know, their concerts, their events, their poetry readings, their book tours, whatever it is, have been canceled. So this is how um, we at Be The Star You Are and Star Style Productions are giving back. So I want to thank the California Humanities and the National Endowment for the Humanities for it's just a small grant, but you know what? Every little tiny bit helps. 
so uh, we wanted to bring up about the anxiety that people are having during these challenging times. Staying healthy and managing stress is really crucial to our lives right now. I mean, in places where you're told to stay in place, it's like we don't really know what exactly we're supposed to do. Are you supposed to wear masks? Are you not supposed to wear masks? You wear gloves, you don't wear gloves. And, you know, everybody has a different opinion. So um, we have time to explore a variety of mindful practices, both to change and improve our habits that might help us lead a better life. So this worldwide pandemic has caused a lot of sleepless nights hand wringing and some strange behaviors. And of course, fear can sometimes bring out the worst in everyone, which I think we're seeing in a lot of the chaos that's happening, happening around the world right now. So, but there's also a lot of kindness and a lot of selfless acts that are going on between neighbors, helping neighbors. And that's what we really want to see. So the anxiety that many people have experienced that is related to the times that we are living in is what there is called situational anxiety. And it's brought on by something that we really can't control outside of changing our own personal behaviors. So here are five tips and resources for balancing our emotions during unprecedented times. And just what we've, you know, people have done through um, out history. So one is to focus on the positives in your lives and the positives that are happening in the world. So start your morning with a gratitude prayer or a list of what you're really thankful for. Maybe read some comic strips before you read any news and save a positive story to read last. A daily affirmation can also help. You could limit your news watching to every other day or once a week if you find it distressing. Um, or maybe don't watch any news or read anything bad at all. As I was just talking before we got on the air with my engineer, Josh, and, you know, he's so right about how the media does control the narrative. And if they're making a negative narrative, it's probably, you know, like if it bleeds, it leads. It's, um, it's selling more of the negativity. So maybe you don't want to listen to any of that. Now, mindfulness exercises are just a wonderful way of disconnecting from all emotions by connecting with your inner being at the same time, disconnecting from the negativities and all those to-dos that we have in our daily lives. And this doesn't happen with one try. It's something that you're going to need to do daily and increase the time of the exercise as you become more comfortable. Just learning to focus on your breathing can be a great first start. And it also helps with sleeping. I know for me, whenever I just feel stressed out, one of the things that I do is um, I just decide to go ahead and to breathe. So taking a, a, a deep breath in through my nose and exhaling slowly through my mouth and doing that repetitively, it seems that it just helps so much more. And then pretty soon you feel a little bit balanced. I know the other night I just had a lot. It seemed like I had a lot of things. I was juggling on my plate and I kept thinking of all my to-dos and all the writing I had to do and, you know, the newsletters I had to get out and the volunteers I had to work with and the people I had to coach. You know, it, it just seemed a lot. And I couldn't sleep. And I thought, okay, I have to take my own advice and do my deep breathing. And sure enough, it was it's better than counting sheep. So <laughs> try doing some deep breathing. Then get productive. Distraction is a great mind diversion when you are ruminating on your fears or unfounded beliefs. Maybe just make a list of projects that you would like to complete and tackle. And then, you know, try doing one of them every time you get yourself in that worry wart kind of position, even if you just start something. So yeah, it's really, it's a wonderful feeling to check things off a list. I've, I'm a big list checker, so that might be um, helpful. Exercise. If you start to worry or become too anxious, Take a walk or follow an exercise video right now on your phones or your computer or your iPad or whatever it is, your tablet, whatever you use. There are so many videos and webinars. 
it seems that everybody has moved their practice online. Now, yoga is a great exercise that's both mindful practice and moves your body and helps you to become more flexible. If getting on the floor is a challenge, you could do chair yoga. Dancing is great, and you don't even have to have a partner. You could just turn on some music and dance around your room. Whatever it is that makes you feel good. I mean, just, you know, again, I talk about that forest bathing that the Japanese do. Going out in nature, standing under a tree, just looking at the birds, listening to the birds. All, anything that, that has to do with nature is going to de-stress you. Now, eating well is really important. Diet is extremely important to mental health. So you can add immune-boosting foods to your diet like citrus and blueberries and almonds and mushrooms, uh, drink some green tea, eat red bell peppers. All of these are going to keep you strong and keep that immune system working. And that's what you want. And if your feelings are interfering with your daily life, such as uh, you having trouble, trouble concentrating, or you think that you st you're starting to use more alcohol or you're in, you know, going towards drugs or anything, Think about getting some help. The Disaster Distress Hotline, this is a phone number, 1-800-985-5990. That's an 800 toll-free number, 800-985-5990. So if you need to process your worries, make sure to reach out to somebody you really trust, a friend, a professional, because sometimes it's just good to talk through your anxieties. So I hope that this has been a little bit helpful for you. And just remember that you do have it in your power to manage your anxiety and that no matter what is happening in our world, there are always going to be anxious times. And we can't control what's out there, but we can control our response to it. So breathe deeply, focus on the positive, think mindfulness, exercise, and eat healthily, and hopefully you'll be in better shape. And don't read too many negative things, and don't listen to negative things. I'm Cynthia Bryan. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We will be right back with Patty Jager and her book, her novel, Fox Goes Hunting. Be the star you are, the star you us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR, 925-377-STAR. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is... Well, thank you for staying with me here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. My name is Cynthia Bryan, and we are going to go to Iceland now. 
for a wonderful uh, murder mystery of Fox Goes Hunting with author Patty Jager. She is an award-winning author. She's written 44 novels. That's just amazing to me. We're going to find out how that's happened. Eight novellas, many anthologies, and most of it is she does it as um, she does Western and Native American elements in them, along with hints of humor and engaging characters. She lives in Oregon, and her uh, protagonist is named Hawk. Welcome, Patty, to Star Style. Be the star you are. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Well, I'm excited to have you on. I Usually, I don't read very many murder mysteries, but I really enjoyed your uh, Fox Goes Hunting so much because uh, having it set in Iceland is a place that I recently um, visited. And so it was fun kind of following around to all the different places. Were you in Iceland recently or what made you decide to set the stage for Gabriel Hawk to discover the body in the boiling mud pool? Um, in Iceland? Well, I went to Iceland last June, and it was with a group, a group tour uh, with other authors. And before I set out, I thought, well, I'll have to see if I can come up with an idea or something that will work for a book while I was there. And I got it in my mind that it was going to have to be Hawk that went there. And I got lucky enough to find out that they actually have a biannual huge search and rescue um, conference in Reykjavik. Um, and so I was like, oh, that works great, because Hawk, for those of you that don't know, Gabriel Hawk is a um, state trooper in Oregon, but he also works the fish and wildlife um, aspect of that. So he, and he does tracking and helps find people. So he goes to a lot of search and rescue things to teach tracking. And that was what, what was made. so fascinating. That is a very, my, my son actually is um, a firefighter and he is a search and rescue in the Sierras in California for both uh, the mountains and the lakes and, and the snow and all of that. So having this search and rescue conference there, it, it sounded just so fascinating so the, um, there were so many different things about Iceland that I found intriguing. And one of the things that I had never realized, and, did, and I was there also in uh, June, <laughs> so uh, was, you talk a lot about how promiscuous the, the population is. Was that something that was prominent, in, you know, when you were there, or did people tell you about it, or is that something from the past? Um, that was, I didn't discover it when I was there because I'm not a party person. <laughs> right, right. Um, no, I but, didn't discover it after, either. That's why I had never really heard about it. Well, afterwards, when I was um, trying to get a better feel for um, the nightlife, because I do have the younger group of people right. in the story, and right. so when I was trying to get a better idea of the nightlife and all that, then I came upon some YouTube articles, and I thought, well, is this really right? And while we were there, we had a um, guide, and I had asked him for his email, and I said, when I get to writing my book, can I get a hold of you? And he said, yes, you can. So I emailed him, and I said, okay, this is what I came across. Is this true? Mm -hmm. And he's like, mm -hmm, uh, well, <laughs> yeah. Kind of. <laughs> There's nothing else to do around here, he said. <laughs> right, right. Well, you know, what's so funny about that, about that, Patty, is that I have a pen pal that I've been, we've been friends since we were eight years old, who's from Ireland, who married a Norwegian. And she lives in Norway now, and she actually went with me to Iceland. And so I, I emailed her, and I said, I'm reading this really fun novel, Fox Goes Hunting, and it's discussing the nightlife of the young people. What do you know about this? And she said that her husband said that back in this, er, the 60s and 70s, it was really prominent in, um, in Iceland. And, and his reasoning was because the gene pool was so small. <laughs> 
<laughs> and, I, and she said, but then it came to the Nordic um, uh, North Europe as well. So it was very prominent in Norway, Denmark and Sweden, the same thing. So I kind of got a, a kick out of that. Well, you have written 44 novels. Are you writing like several a year? Uh, yes. Yes. I just um, finished. Yeah, I just finished my other mystery series, the Chandra Heigl mysteries. I just finished one of those, and it's going. Just went to my editor today, and since sending that off, I've finished a novella, and I'm getting ready to start another Hawk book. So I do yeah. you have a, of these things that you're doing? Do you have a favorite? I mean, do you like writing novellas? Do you like writing mysteries? Do you like writing romance? You write all these different, you know, you write a lot of different genres here. So what, do you right. have a preference of what you write? Mysteries. Mysteries are your mysteries. favorite? That's, yeah, that's what I wanted to write when I first started. And I couldn't find anybody to really help me hone my skills at it. So I joined um, the Romance Writers of America and I right. kind of ended up writing romance for a while. You wrote, a, you wrote a, you've written a lot of romance, that's for sure, right? The Tumbling Creek Ranch series, right. the Halsey Brothers series, the Letters of Fate, the historical Western romance, Native American yeah. romance. A lot of your your books really do focus on Native American and Western themes. Will you speak to that right. a bit? Uh, well, the Western theme is because I live in Oregon, Southeast Oregon, um, pretty much a ranching community. So I know a lot about the horses and the cowboys and all that kind of stuff for contemporary ones. Then the historical, I've always loved American history. It's been one of my favorite subjects. So it just made sense to write books that were set in the American West, so the historical westerns, that's what they are. Now, the Native American, um, the county I grew up in, Willowa County, which is actually the county where Hawk works. Hawk, yeah, that's Hawk's as, County, right? Yeah, as a state policeman. Yeah, that's the county I grew up in. It was actually where the Chief Joseph Band of the Nez Perce summered and wintered. And yet, when I was growing up there, we never learned that. It was kind of it kind of frustrated me after I got older and discovered that there was a huge Native American presence in that county, but we never knew about it or never heard about it. Um, and so now what about I, now, since that you write about this, how have you been able to bring this information about Native American uh, culture, et cetera, to the area? Well, they have since I left there. Um, they have now the Indians do have an interpretive center and they have a powwow there every summer. So well, they have exciting. gotten back. Yeah, they've gotten back into the county and been able to um, do more of their own, do more of what they used to do in the county. I guess you would say They're, what their ancestors did, you know, with the fishing and the hunting and that kind of stuff. And like I said, they have the powwow. So that's kind of that's kind of why I wanted to put Hawk there was because he would he's not only protecting the laws as a policeman but he's protecting the land for his people. Right. So the that's nation kind of my yeah. And that was that's I wanted to, that was my next question was Gabriel Hawk is he based on anyone you knew or anyone you knew of or anybody in you know, what, because he's such a, I really think he's such a cool guy. I really loved Gabriel Hawk. So tell us about his origin. It, I just decided that I wanted to um, set a book, have a character mystery series set in Wallowa County. And I was trying to figure out what would work. And when I discovered that they do, they're the state policemen that are in the county are also the fish and wildlife um, law enforcement. So they do double duty. And I thought, oh, well, that would be great because then he could use some tracking skills, which people which, would say, well, Native Americans, they don't all track and blah, 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 blah. 
but I tried to make it so it's not so it, it, it's not his native heritage why he tracks. He just is a good tracker. He's right. He's, he's a good, that's, just this like is when what he does. Murder, is... He gets yeah, like when he does a murder, he gets stuck on. He sees something and he's got to find out why that that way and why mm-hmm. you know it's just in his DNA to kind of to say that he has to follow the trails of anything. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just mm-hmm. it's just the way he is. Well, I thought that your the premise that you had of having the search and rescue conference happening in Iceland and then having somebody, uh, Nani volunteers to be the person to be tracked. And of course, little do we know that there, there is a, a killer on the hunt. <laughs> and uh, it seems that it seems that with your title, Fox Goes Hunting, it was almost a double entendre because the killer was very cunning, like a fox. But then I thought mm-hmm. Gabriel Hawk was even more cunning as he went hunting <laughs> for the killer. Did you have that intention, or is that just me thinking this? Um, it kind of, that's kind of the way that the title came out. I tried to make my titles, they all have to have an animal or a creature wild creature in the title to kind of go with the Native American um, legends and myths, the way they title them. Mm-hmm. So I, that's why I do that. And then I do try to figure out, oh, usually it's about halfway through the book. Then I'm like, okay, so now I figured out that this is going to be the animal. Now, how is my story playing out? What's going to work? What's, you know... How, how can I make the words work? And so that's kind of um, how I come up with my titles. Well, a few of the other books in her Gabriel Hawk series are Murder of Ravens, Mouse Trail Inns, Rattlesnake Brother, Chattering Blue Jay, and of course, Fox Goes Hunting. Now, do you have another uh, Gabriel Hawk book coming up in your series? I'm just getting ready i've just been working on the research doing the research for it so, oh tell us yeah, about that patty what do you do for research because i think this is the fascinating part the fact that you are writing so many different mystery series romance books doing audiobooks, <laughs> etc i mean you're really doing you're just writing all the time and you're living on this you know this ranch um tell us how you do your research okay well for this upcoming book, it it's actually the I rode with a um, fish and wildlife state trooper with the fish and wildlife that's in Wallowa County before I even started writing my hawk books because I wanted to find out exactly what they did um, and learn more about them. Well, while I was riding with him, he showed me a spot where a person had died, and he said. He explained it all to me, and he said, what do you think? And I said, well, that sounds like a homicide to me. And he said, well, that's what we thought, but the DA had other thoughts. So it ended mm. up an accidental death. So that has stuck with me, and that's what this next story is going to be, is instead of that being an accidental death, it's going to be ruled a homicide, and Hawk's going to be finding out who did it. He's going to figure um, out who did the thing. So uh, does Hawk just come alive for you? I mean, when you're writing, when I've written, uh, I don't write fiction. I write nonfiction. So I don't really know how to write fiction. But uh, what I've been told by other authors is that when they're working with a character, especially on a series, it's like that character is speaking to them. Are you finding that with Gabriel Hawk? Yeah, he's he's very real to me. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He he is, and then my other character that's in the other mystery because I've written fifteen of those. Chandra, books, she's very. Are you talking real about Chandra High yeah, Eagle? Yes, yeah, hmm? yes, the Chandra High Eagle ones. Yeah. So it's so. so why do they look like that? You do. Um, she's um tall, thin, long black hair. Um. Green eyes, very um, open face, you know, pleasant, open type face. 
Um, Hawk is actually um, Adam Beach, <laughs> if you know who that actor is. Um, there was a movie he played in here not too long ago that shows him in, like, khakis and a vest, and his hair's about shoulder length. And as soon as I saw that picture, I said, there is Hawk. Really? Um, That's interesting. So when I... Yeah, so when I'm thinking about him, that's the way I see him in my head when I'm writing when I'm writing the scenes, he's pl- those scenes are playing out in my mind and I'm writing them down. Oh. Yeah, and Adam Beach is a he's a Canadian actor, right? Yes, but he's he's also um He's also got some Native American in him, I think. Yeah, he's. I think he's an Aboriginal Canadian actor. Yeah, so he's a he's he's Native Canadian, I guess you would say. <laughs> or it's, it's yeah, right, right. First, first, oh, that's First Nation. That's is what they call him. Uh, what do they call yeah. it? First I'm sorry? Nation in Canada. And First yeah. Nation, right? That's that's right. That would be that would be First Nation. So. Um, so tell us a little bit about what your day is like, because you're, you and your husband, you raise alfalfa, right, on your mm-hmm. ranch, and you're out there riding right. horses, and you have a lot of rattlesnakes as well? Yes, in the summertime we do. Yes, I grew up with rattlesnakes, yeah. and I always joke, I mean, I always have boots on, because you never know when you're going to have a rattler, right? Yeah. <laughs> so what is a typical, we only have a, a couple of minutes, but what's a typical day like for you for be, between working on the ranch and writing? Okay. Well, usually we're up by six um, and then I get out and go feed. I've got horses right now. We've got a couple of calves um, that we're feeding. And so I take care of those and then I come back to house and write for a couple hours do some of the business side of things too, usually till noon. And then it depends on if my husband's got things he needs help with outside or not, whether I write again in the afternoon. Um, if there's jobs that we have, I have to do, like sometimes I have to help cut the hay and sometimes drive the tractor when we pick it the up. The tractors, and, right. But, yeah. but the reality so is that you're very disciplined and you are writing every day. You're right, you're, you do take some time to write every day. Yes, yes. Well, yes, and this is day. why you've written so much. Well, the book is called, the newest novel is called Fox Goes Hunting. Her name is Patty Jager, J-A-G-E-R, one T on Patty. Her website, www.pattyjager.net, P-A-T-Y-J-A-G-E-R.net. But as I said, she's got over 44 novels. You have to go to the website to see everything because she has uh, several book series. She has mysteries, romance, there's audiobooks. You can, well, events are pretty much canceled, I believe, at the time. But um, you yeah. can contact her through Facebook or Twitter or see her on Pinterest. There's so many, so many ways to connect with this. Um, this Western writer who is doing exactly what she loves. It sounds like you are doing exactly what you love, Patty. Am I right? Yes, I am. Yep. Yes. You're, you're living the Western life and you're writing into the sunset. I love that tagline, writing into the sunset. <laughs> well, Patty, thank you so much for coming on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, and congratulations on not just only Fox Goes Hunting, but finishing your other book that you've just sent in to your editor. <laughs> Keep on writing into the sunset. It, it has to be a beautiful sunset because uh, you're definitely having fun and doing a great job with your writing. Thank you. I am. Well, that's Patty Jager. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Again, you can visit her website, pattyjager.net, P-A-T-Y-J-A-G-E-R.net. I'll be right back with more on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Don't go away. Be the star you are, the star you are, be the star you are, you are the star. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. 
Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. In today's rapid pace of change, today's successful job may be outdated tomorrow. Your level of success in business depends on your ability to adapt, transition, and reinvent yourself, and now more than ever. It's important not to get stagnant and to greet change as an opportunity for growth. You will always be valuable for what you do best, but being able to modify your skills To meet the emphasis of this technological world will serve you best in the long haul. Your livelihood may be dependent on the reinvention of you, so be prepared. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another Business Bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's CynthiaBryan, Bryan with an I, dot com. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. BeTheStarYouAre.org. Dare to care. us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business. So we are back. I'm Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. And we've been hunkered down for the last few months. And I think so many of us just have that urge to purge, right? So if you're getting rid of many of your valuable items, and they might not even be valuable, um, we're going just to talk about how you can get rid of some of the clutter that naturally is uh, piling up and and then how you can just de you know how you can tackle some of these projects besides just cleaning your closet or maybe your basement or your garage of stuff I still haven't gotten to my garage but I really understand the difficulty in figuring out what to do with actual treasures the last couple years have found my two surviving siblings and me going through my parents' ranch, going through the barns and the sheds and the house and the outbuildings that have contained over four generations of furniture, memorabilia, books, antiques, photos, wine, junk. And we're still not finished. And we, we, have, we have not been able to meet for the last few months because of this coronavirus and the sheltering in place. But before that, we were having one day a week where we would go and try to go through this stuff. And it wasn't just the four generations of my family. It turned out that in-laws and outlaws and friends, since that we had this ranch property, had um, asked us to store a lot of their things, and then they no longer wanted it. And so, of course, the younger generation, they don't want most of the things from the past, unfortunately. Some of them are great. But We've donated truckloads of stuff. We've hauled four or five trailers to the dumps. We've given away more truckloads. And, of course, we've kept some of the historical elements to get a bid for an estate sale sometime in the future. So what can you do if you are having having any of these things? I mean, it's hard enough just to go through an apartment or a house, but I tell you, when you have a ranch, it is just, it is actually monumental. And, you know, many of these things from past generations really will enrich our quality of life, but most people don't have the space for all these possessions. And I really think that the the younger generations, they don't want 
to clutter up anything. So decluttering requires a lot of decision making. For each item, you have to decide, should I keep it? Should I get rid of it? You know, if I keep it, where do I put it? If I don't keep it, do I hand it down? Do I give it away? Do I sell it? Do I donate it? Do I recycle it? Or do I trash it? So we have a few tips on what you can do. Now, most municipalities and businesses and charitable organizations have prominently displayed COVID updates on their website. So unfortunately or fortunately, um, you may not be able to get rid of your things or you may not have pe be able to have people pick them up during this time. But you can usually go to websites and get the research and find out schedule options for help and disposal. Waste collection companies have faced an absolute surge in the volume of trash because residential customers are spending so much more time at home. And what are they doing? They're catching up on yard work. They are decluttering. They are organizing. I know I've been in touch with other um, executive directors from other charities because we collaborate. I'm collaborating with Be The Star You I mean, I'm on Be The Star You Are, and I collaborate with other charities um, for literacy and positive media. And so many of these executive directors They've been cleaning garages and they've been cleaning closets and they've been cleaning out files. And, you know, it's just something you tend to do when you're spending a lot of time at home. So if you must hang on to discards until better times come again, at least choose a spot in your home that's accessible and is not frequently used, but not so hidden away that you're going to forget about it. Maybe you want to set a to-do reminder on your phone or your calendar for a few months from now. Um, if you're going to put stuff in a self-storage unit somewhere, remember that that could kick off more decision-making down the road, and the rent can really add up because these storage units are not inexpensive. And I, I think what's so interesting about storage units is we tend to put things in storage and then forget about them. And then a few years later, we've paid all this money and we don't really need any of it. You could also have a mobile storage unit delivered to your property. That might be a good idea because it's really in your face, although those can add up as well. I know when we had our flood and uh, at our house and we had to um, literally take everything out of our house because it had to be fixed, it was really a hassle, we had to get a container from Pods, that P-O-D-S, uh, but that's expensive as well. Fortunately, the insurance picked it up, but I think it was around $200 a month um, for the size that we needed. So, you know, just be aware that you're going to spend some money. Now, if you are thinking about moving or you might be preparing your parents' home or a grandparents' home for sale, the sooner you start winnowing down your belongings, the better. Or maybe you're, um, so many people are working at home now and they're thinking they're going to give up their office space. So, it, you might want to start right now, if you can, sorting through things and trying to decide what you're going to do with it. So what are some of the things that you can do? Now, if you have valuable items, an estate sale might be your best answer. Uh, there are there are um, estate sale places, you know, all over the country. You can go to the American Society of Estate Liquidators. That website is aselonline.com, and you can see who else might be able to help. Now, most companies, they want a sale to be somewhere in the, you know, the ballpark of $3,000 to $10,000 worth of goods. And then they're going to take 30 to 40%. So you have to remember that no matter what the value is, you're, you're going to be paying somebody 30 to 40% to uh, sell that stuff. But again, they will also market it. Consignment stores are really, really great. If you, can, if you have some high-end things and you can find a consignment store that will take them. Interestingly... I've had some design clients that um, are now moving to 
either smaller homes or they're moving to condos or they're moving to another state to avoid taxes. And they're getting rid of some of their very high priced things. And they've contacted me to find out where would be a good place for them to sell expensive rugs and dining room tables and sofas and, and things that, that, that were all literally designers, you know, came that were custom made, came from uh, the design, um, the design markets. And what's interesting is that re- there's the resale market is just glutted. And it people really don't want some of these really good things. So it might be that um, an estate sale is going to be what, what people are going to have to do. To see what items might be worth, you can look at recent sold listings of same or similar items on online auction sites, maybe like ebay.com. You could also hire a personal property appraiser to assess items that you think may be valuable and identify others that you overlooked. I mean, you might have some, you know, autograph things from the 20s or whatever that might be valuable, or you might have first edition books that could be valuable. You might have papers. And there are appraisers and there are auction sites for all of those things. You could get a personal property appraiser. You could go to appraisers.org, but they do charge by the hour depending on expertise and location. And again, that's really expensive. You want to ask appraisers about their credentials, like are they accredited from the American Society of Appraisers, the International Society of Appraisers, or the Appraisers Association of America? Also ask how long, it, how, how long they have been doing appraisals. If you're a Facebook member, and probably who isn't these days, you can uh, create a Facebook um, marketplace, facebook.com forward slash marketplace, or you could join or create a yard sale group that's exclusive to neighbors. And, you know, there's that nextdoor.com. I'm not part of it, but I know there's a lot of people that are. There's one called fivemiles.com, letgo.com, offerup.com. And if you can, also um, you want to try to use a person-to-person payment methods like PayPal or Venmo. If you have old tech devices or media lying around, you can get a free instant valuation at declutter.com. That's D-E-C-L-U-T-T-R, no E in there. And um, they will even buy Legos. They pay you by the pound. And you can box your stuff up and ship it. They'll give you a prepaid label. So those are kind of all good things. Um, And actually, that place will pay you within a day of warehouse receiving and processing your items. Now, selling clothing, shoes, and accessories, that's that's another one. Now, sometimes it's just better to donate things that are clean and in good condition to Goodwill or St. Vincent de Paul. And a lot of those places will pick up. You'll have to check if they're doing it during this pandemic. But in normal times, they, they will. To sell clothing, shoes, and accessories, there is a website called poshmark.com, and they charge a flat fee for a listing. Of, they've, of, um, if it's under $15, they just charge you $2.95 to list it. Otherwise, if it's over $15, they get 20% of the sale. There's another place called uh, tradesy.com, T-R-A-D-E-S-Y.com. They have a flat fee of $7.50 for sold items less than 50. And then they do a commission of 19.8% on items of $50 or more that are sold. And um, they do provide, both of these places provide prepaid shipping labels that's kind of, that is a good thing. Now, online sites may give sellers more time to ship their items to buyers right now because it is crazy between UPS and actually shipping. It's taking uh, quite a long time to uh, get things. Now, that just a couple of final tips is set goals. What are you trying to accomplish? Identify, say, three of your most daunting rooms and then ask yourself, what would this space be doing for me if you declutter it? Don't buy anything new. (laughs) You might be tempted to buy plastic bins or pretty baskets or organizing gear. Don't do it. Just, you know, repurpose a box that you have. 
break it down, concentrate on one area at a time, set a manageable length of time, even if it's just a half an hour daily, and then stay focused as you sort and decide um, what you're going to do and make sure that you stage your items in a place where they can stay. And then be accountable. Ask a friend or family member to check in with you to see how it's going. And maybe give yourself a reward, maybe a glass of wine or a, a dinner that you, that you can order out. Well, that's our show for today. For more information about Star Style, visit CynthiaBryan.com to make a donation to Be The Star You Are charity. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, motivate you, and to bring you some great authors and artists. Read a book this week. It's like a garden in your pocket. And if you want a murder mystery, I really thought that Fox Goes Hunting was excellent. Until we celebrate again next Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles keep us happy. I'm Cynthia Bryan for Star Style, thanking you and encouraging you. Be the star you are. Have a wonderful week and be here next week, 4 to 5 p.m. for Wednesdays with Writers. Be the star you are. The star you been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program star style be the star you are we have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire inform entertain and motivate you to be the star you were born to be for more information visit starstyleradio.com and to make a donation to the charity go to be the star you ignite the flame that burns brightly within Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are. Keep caring, keep caring, keep caring, keep caring.